ブレインバスターダメか返せまたもや石井の勝ち Hello and welcome to the Never Open Podcast The podcast open to everyone Especially Jay White's Witchblade Yeah, he's back everyone Woo!、Uh, <laughs> no, I'm very excited about that My name's Luke, I'm your host With me as always is Mr. Andy And today we're going to be talking about The last two televised shows of the New Japan Road Tour As well as a brief Uh, going over of the last New Japan Fighting Spirit Unleashed American show, for it rechanges its name to、uh, Lions Break Crown or something like that. And then, of course, we'll also be covering all the little、uh, news and bits and stuff that we've gotten about the G130. But before all that, let's,、uh, let's get all the、uh, promotion stuff out of the way. There are ways you can interact with us if you wish to. So, you can interact with us over at the Never Open Pod Twitter feed, which is at Never Open Pod, or you can interact with us individually if you wish. I'm at Grumpy2EB, and Mr. Andy is at Drusifer Tweets. And、uh, you can also email us if、uh, the, the characters on Twitter aren't enough. So, it's neveropenpod at gmail.com. All right, that's all the,、uh, that's all the uh, pimping stuff we got to do, Mr. Andy. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad that you're finally letting me talk. That's very important to me on this podcast that I get to say stuff. So here I am saying stuff. And you Shut be- up. <laughs> you better believe it that I'm going to be saying things too.、Uh, today we got some serious stuff to talk about, and we got some jokey joke stuff to talk about, and we got some really, really fun stuff to talk about too. So it's going to be all over the place and a little different than maybe other episodes in some ways. Yeah. So, I want to get to the bulk of the G1 talk, uh, uh, maybe a little later on in the show. But I figure maybe right now at the start, Mr. Andy, is a good time to address, I guess, the most important thing or the most、uh, downer thing that we have to address because after we do that,、uh, everything else from that point forward will be, you know, the good, usual. Fun stuff that we usually do. So,、uh, what do you reckon, Andy? Should we talk about it straight away? Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I'm ready to give my two cents.、Uh, you just let me know when, when you want to hear it. All right, man. Well, so, so Mr. Andy and I have talked about this uh, at length,、uh, mostly behind the scenes, because we knew this day would come,、uh, and that day has arrived. So,、uh, we've spoken about it.、Uh, Mr. Andy and I are on the same page. And this has to do with one of the G130 entrants. And、uh, I'll say his name just now.、Uh, I think we'll both probably say his name right now at the start. And then we'll probably move on for that. We'll just explain why. But、uh, yes, we have to address an elephant in the room. And his name is Mr. Will Ospreay.、Uh, We thought we might have a little less time before we had to address this, or a little more time. You know,、uh, I guess there was never going to be a right time, Mr. Andy, but、uh, here we are.、Uh, now, <clears throat> if you listen to some of the early shows of this podcast,、um, it was pre the speaking out movement. So you'll hear me in the first couple of episodes going, 
oh my god I love this match I recommend this match with this guy and uh, you should watch it all that kind of stuff and like a week later <clears throat> excuse me we start hearing some awful rumblings about all sorts of wrestlers and uh no one's unaffected I think uh for a lot of people there was at least one name maybe two maybe more on the list of those people who got named and speaking out that uh hurt um the biggest one for me was this this dude because I'd been singing his praises all of 2019 he was probably my my go-to for that year him and Shingo all that kind of stuff uh I'm gonna throw to Andy because I think he knows a little bit more about this than me and I don't want to misspeak so uh, I'll throw to you uh if you please save me here man uh sure sure I don't yeah I got you I don't, I just look. I just. I just don't want to say something and realize I got it wrong or I fucked up. But uh, I'll throw to you because uh, this is something that's definitely hurt you a, a lot more than me. I don't mean in terms just of this man, but I mean in terms of the speaking out thing in general. So it, it's hit us all pretty hard. And well, as I said, I'll throw to you, Mister Andy. I'll let you talk. Well. You, you want to know what we're talking about. I mean, you know, and I think it was late April this year, um, you know, right in the middle of the COVID epidemic, uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, women started uh, accusing uh, people in pro wrestling and some men too of, of sexual um, predator type stuff, type uh, behavior in all ranges of forms. And, you know, I think that... Uh, we all have to kind of draw our own kind of line, you know, as to where we, how we want to handle this our own, each person, how they want to handle this. And so, you know, we're going to handle it our way and maybe we're right, maybe we're wrong, um, but that's the way we're going to do it. And we aren't going to disparage other people if they want to handle it their own way. But basically, Will Ospreay and his uh, girlfriend, Bea Priestley, I believe her name is, they are, they have been accused of being caught up in this whole uh, shenanigans that's going on in the uh, UK wrestling scene where there's these young women who, you know, basically uh, sometimes what will happen is is a young woman who is a wrestler will be asked to do certain favors. And if she says no, she gets blackballed from uh, wrestling. And apparently that happened to a particular wrestler and Will Ospreay and Bea Priestley participated in the blackballing and were kind of uh, maybe you know, uh, the cause of it. And so we, you know, we don't know if any of this is true. That's the thing is that like, we don't know if any of this is true. I don't know that person. I don't know Will Ospreay. I don't know Bea Priestley. I don't know anyone who's from the UK wrestling scene. Um, but what I do know is that, you know, as uh, folks who are going to be supportive of people that are uh, uh, abused, I think it's very important to believe the accusers. And the reason um, is, is because, you know, statistically saying, statistically, 99% of accusations of this kind are true. And if you look at that, that is a stat. That is a real stat that's been researched for years and years and years. When when a woman says she's been raped by a man, 99% of the time, it's true. And so, um, 
I'm just kind of throwing that out there. If you're an analytical type, that's one of the reasons that you want to believe an accuser. The other reason is it's the compassionate thing to do. So as a pro wrestling podcast that is supposed to be about fun stuff and everything, um, we don't want to be supportive of some guy who's a piece of shit like that. You know, and so that's one of the reasons that going forward, we're not going to talk about Will Ospreay as if he exists. We're going to kind of talk about him like he doesn't exist. And we may have to refer to him, but we won't say his name because we don't want to support someone like that. It's a shame. I think the biggest problem that I have with this whole situation, other than feeling terrible for the, you know, the the victims. I mean, that's awful. Yep. Is is that, you know, what does that say about New Japan as a company? Does it say that they ignore stuff like this? Does it say that they don't investigate stuff like this? Is it that they assume that their fans don't know because their fans are mostly Japanese? Is it that? We don't know. Um, the answer is bad either way. However, I, you know, like I said, we're going to choose to continue to watch uh, New Japan because it's something that we love and we're not going to let some fucking asshole take that away from us. And that's the way I feel. How do you feel? I'd also say, Mr. Andy, um, sh show me a company, any company in the world. It doesn't even have to be wrestling. Show me any company in the world, and I guarantee you there is something about it that is shit. And that doesn't mean you can't you, you can't enjoy absolutely everything anymore. Uh, you know, because otherwise, if you felt like that, like you probably wouldn't be much of a fan of anything or anything like that. Because there's going to be Assholes in every organization and every group, and no organization's perfect, and that includes New Japan. You know, there it is. Um, they kept uh, uh, this other big burly man uh, on for a while after he'd had accusations as well, but uh, eventually his contract ran out and they didn't renew it. So that's there's that. I'm not mentioning him by name, uh, but he's big and he's bald. So uh, I think that gives it away good enough that uh, you'll know who we're talking about. I'm on, I'm on the same page as you, Mr. Andy. Uh, I think it's important for us both to be on the same page for something like this, and we are. There it is. Uh, it's, it's devastating. Look, I don't even know if we're going to ignore this person's existence for the rest of his career, or it's just up until you and I think that all right, maybe he's done enough. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. It's it's really hard to gauge these things. So, um, we'll see what the future holds. But for now, this is how we're going to do it. Um, we're sorry if she's uh, not all right with that. That's fine. That's it, it, it's all well and good. But uh, Mr. Andy and I have to listen to our consciences and address important things as they come up look we want to keep this fun and dumb and silly and informative and all that kind of stuff but every now and again there's going to be some serious shit we need to address and this was it um i think 
I've said, I think, everything I've wanted to say. I'm, uh, hope, have you, Mr. Andy? I could talk about this for hours. So, I yeah. mean, you, you don't want to yeah. let get, let me get going on that because, I mean, I have a lot to say about it. But, you know, I, I would just say this is that, you know, like I said, you should support and believe accusers in situations like this. And, you know, he's not the only one in New Japan that has been accused of stuff. So, you know, it, it's it, there's, there's current roster members that – you know, have some things about them that aren't so great. However, you know, my whole thing is this, like I said, it, it's just everyone has a line and everyone has to make that decision on how they're going to handle this on their own. So, it, you know, listener or person, you know, person listening to this or whatever, I respect your decision. If you want to continue to watch his matches and talk about it, that's fine. That's, that's your decision. This is ours and this is how we're going to handle it, which is, should be okay too. Look, and we are actually going to talk about his matches or matches at least he's involved with and half of that reason is because most of the people he'll be wrestling against we want to talk about and celebrate uh, which we will because they should be you know just you know I want to I want to support a guy like Shingo uh, or um, Switchblade of course or Okada or Obushi or Suzuki or everyone else in the fucking block, you know, but because they, they do deserve a mention and they do work hard. So we will be covering those matches in a way uh, that means we won't be naming. I think my wife's doing dishes. So we <laughs> pick up and she'll be fine and it, and it, it, it does. So uh, there you go. You've got a bit of a soundtrack in the background there. So <laughs> if you can hear all that, I don't know if you can, Mr. Andy, but oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how we're playing it. Um, it shouldn't affect the show in too much of a way that it will get in the way because it's usually probably only be one match on a card and it'll only be like one match every two nights. So we'll get into all the G1 stuff later on. Yeah, we will. Mr. Andy, but uh, uh, before we even get into maybe news and stuff and even Kojima tweets and things like that, I'm going to spend a very short amount of time talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. That's the weekly American show. I'm not going to break it down too much. Uh, I'll just uh, mention the matches and things like that. So uh, we, we do start off with ACH and TJP versus Logan Regal and Adrian Quest. It's a solid match, but of course the two vets that we know do win. So ACH, ACH does pin Adrian Quest. Uh, it's around here. Uh, Charity was in the room while I watched this, and uh, she said another thing that I think is right about this show is uh, it doesn't feel like there's any pageantry. The pageantry of wrestling doesn't feel like there's any of that here. Yeah. Just like music hits, go to ring, wrestle, leave. Well, and that's uh, so. that's New Japan is all about pageantry. I mean, it's a big, yeah. you know, the, the present, that's what we've talked about ever since that start is the presentation fucking sucks and that's what makes it look like crap you know i mean to me it makes it hard to enjoy the wrestling when there's no you know no presentation or presentation shitty and you know how many shitty wrestlers are on the show pretty much none yeah so that says something right there all right so second match of the night was uh, rocky romero versus danny limelight and uh this is a fun match with uh, so very good back and forth but uh armbar and Rocky wins. This is where I write down Kozlov is bad on commentary because <laughs> he keeps trailing off. Oh, no. 
<laughs> he kept trailing off bad time, big time during this match. And it'd be like, he hit him and this was going to affect him because, and, you know, you know, oh, look at that kick. Yeah, some of that <laughs> shit. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't like him on commentary. I'm sure he's lovely, but no, not for that. All right, so next we've got uh, PJ Black and David Finley versus uh, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, the Gorillas of Destiny. It's probably the first time in a very long time, this year at least, that we've seen uh, the G.O.D. Uh, wrestle. So uh, that was fun, at least for me. I know Andy's got a different opinion, but I kind of like the two two guys, at least Tama Tonga. But uh, ape shit on PJ Black. Ape shit is Tonga Loa's finisher. <laughs> and... Uh, on PJ Black, and that's the end of that match. And then we have our main event, which is Kenta versus Jeff Cobb, uh, the winner of which will have the uh, New Japan America uh, US title contract certificate briefcase. <laughs> so uh, the match will go exactly how you think it will, Mr. Andy. Uh, I won't even ask you because you'll, you'll, you'll just say... Let me guess, Kenta uh, cheats? Yes. Uh, and uh, at some point, Chase Owens even comes out to help him go to sleep. And, of course, Kenta wins. Uh, so interesting to know that, uh, yeah, uh, despite this match, uh, I think they had to do something a bit cheatery with this match because both men are in the G1. Uh, but they're in different blocks as well. So uh, I don't know. There you go. There's your show. And that's when they announce that uh, next week will be the start of this new tour um, called uh, Crown. I don't know what that means yet. Uh, they might mention that on um, the Finish Strong, which is this little YouTube show they do the next day after the show. That probably comes out today. It'll probably come out after we've recorded, Mr. Andy. So, yes, I'm missing the news, as always. But that is your New Japan Pro Wrestling Fighting Spirit Unleashed show. Look, all the wrestling's good. Yeah, but uh, they wrestle in a space vacuum and there's none of the fun pageantry that wrestling really has. I say variations of this every week and yet I still cover it probably because for the longest time it was the only place I can see Rocky wrestle or G.O.D. or David Finley or Kenta or you know Jeff Cobb and all those kind of guys, T.J.P. etc. So, uh, yeah, there it is. I'm happy to move on. I know you don't have anything to add. You fucking watch it. No way. I, in fact, I tried to find the results, and they, I don't think they're on the New Japan website. They've disowned it too, they're, I guess. So. They're up now. Yeah. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there you go. All right, so we've done our depressing bit at the start. We've uh, done our probably least watchable show out of all the shows we've covered. And now... Let's get on to some fun stuff. Oh. Well, sort of. Actually, I'm reading ahead here. Yeah, it's not, Yeah, I got... Well, I have one fun thing that we can announce. We did actually have a real contest winner this week. I mean, not <laughs> not that Master Water isn't real, but you know what I mean. Um, and that was All the World is Kayfabe on Twitter won uh, a free sticker. So, uh, you know, and, and just so you know, if you think that's all you're getting, you think you're just getting a sticker, eh. I got a couple, maybe a couple other things in there for you. So, you know, a little surprise for them. And, uh, you know, thanks for participating. I do have a little bit of beef, though. I almost kind of called it on a technicality because they, they didn't tweet. Um, they didn't DM never as fuck. They DM'd never AF. 
I need you guys to spell out the word fuck. Okay, I really need it to happen. Um, it's kind of disappointing. Uh, let's just say if anybody else wants to win the Twitter co- uh, contest, you better write the word fuck. Okay, that's all I'm saying. If you've listened to this show, you know Mr. Andy and I are a bunch of uncouth potty mouths. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I think you can uh, say naughty words to us. It's fine. We'll be we're, we're big boys. Uh, we, we can handle it. You can you can say naughty f words to us, well, but uh, yeah, there you go. Well, uh, uh, well, does that mean we're having this open again for another week? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, we'll see what all happens. Right. But um, do you, don't DM me all Drews for tweets. DM the main thing because that's the easiest way to go. If you just DM me, I'm just going to go to Andy. He DM me because Andy's got all the fucking stuff, dude. So there's no point DMing me. So DM the main show. It's at Never open pod. DM us. Uh, never as fuck is the uh, is what you want to say. First one or two people. I don't know. You get you get a sticker or some shit. Yeah. Um, do it. It's free stuff. It's it's more like you get a sticker and some shit is actually what's going on here, you know. But uh, well, Luke, you know that was a lot of fun, and um, you know we got to bring it down. We got to go back into uh, golf announcer mode, and uh, Kojima. <laughs> was not <laughs> Kojima, um, Mr. Bread, the, uh, you know, the owner and ruler of the baguette of death, uh, was not chosen for this year's G1. And he's very upset. And so he, twe- he tweeted in English, Hello, everyone. I have not participated in the G1 tournament. Unfortunately, I don't qualify right now. I'll do a lot of workouts, eat a lot of bread, and get up again. Oh, well. <laughs> now, if, any, if anyone's wondering, when are they going to get to the fucking G1 blocks? Uh, <laughs> I figured Andy and I, will, look, we're going to cover the first NJ Road show from, uh, I think it was the 9th. The G1 announcements are announced during that show, but if it's all right with you, Mr. Andy, how about we cover both of the shows first? Yeah. And then we cover the G1, because otherwise, if I stop after, you know, the first couple matches, and then we talk about the blocks, uh, we're going to get distracted for fucking ages, dude. <laughs> it's true. Like, yes, and, yes. Uh, and uh, we want to actually give uh, some of these matches their due. So without further ado, due and adieu, okay, uh, my English, very good. Now, uh, we're just going to jump straight into these uh, New Japan Road shows. And we've got Mr. Bread himself starting us off. Mr. Bread, Satoshi Kojima versus Yoda Suji. And uh, Kojima seems pretty fucking pissed off here. Super He's still, pissed. I, I think this is still a story line carryover from him uh, losing to El Desperado and not being at Jingo because he beats the fucking piss out of Yoda Suji in this match. Uh, really solid though, and yes, of course, Yoda Suji does get some offense in because it's a young line match, and they always get their shit in and you know, show what they can do before they get their ass kicked, which is what happens. Baguette of death, which is a lariat. I call it that because you know, Mr. Brett. We call and it that. We call it that. Sorry. <laughs> All right. You named it, but we're both but, doing it. I, I'm supporting but, you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and and of course uh, Kojima wins here uh, I'll, I'll have more to say on um, yeah the, his situation a little later 
But I thought it was a solid opener. You can't go wrong with a, a dad versus young line to open us off. What do you think? That match is awesome. I loved it. Uh, you know, there is a certain point. I, uh, you know, if you've not seen a Kojima match, if you're just listening to this and not watching, uh, sometimes he flexes, he bounces his boobs up, you know, back and forth, right? And he was yep. he was doing that angrily in this match, which was fucking hilarious. Um, also, uh, a couple things about Yoda Suji. One, I like that instead of going with the picture-perfect, like, Okada-style dropkick, um, you know, shoot a guy in the ropes and then make that per- perfect form and become level with the, the floor, he's doing the uh, the single-leg version, which is like kind of like what um, Suzuki does. I like that. It's, yep. it's, it suits him better. And um, he also, of course, went spinning off into space and almost landed in the, uh, the New Japan uh, uh, LA Dojo ring uh, when he got Larry Autoed. Oh, that's a fucking brutal baguette of death there. Yeah, as I said, Kojima's pissed off. Um, <laughs> I guess he also knows. No, I guess he also got the news about the blocks. <laughs> Mind you, he's probably known for ages that he's not going to be in it, but yeah. uh, who knows. Hey, speaking oh. of pissed off, this yeah. next match, oh my god. Oh my god. So we've got uh, Yuya Uramura, Hiroshi Goto, Hiroshi, Hiroki Goto, oh my god. Sorry, uh, Yoshihashi, and Tomohiro Ishii versus the traitor, uh, Gabriel Kidd, uh, <laughs> Show, King of Pro Wrestling, Toriyano, and Kazuchika Okada. I'm sorry, kids keep swapping teams. He is a traitor, you're right. It's it. Yeah, ha- I mean, I, and we'll talk more about him being a traitor tomorrow, or, or on this next show too. He, he's a son of a bitch. Yeah, he keeps switching teams again, but he's got some uh, pretty great stiff forearms uh, from him in this one. But for me, this this preview match is all about the amazing exchanges between Sho and Ishii. Uh, that's the big preview. Ishii looks pissed, fucking off. Uh, he looks extra salty. He has this whole tour. Maybe because he's he's stuck in the six man team for a while, but I don't know. He has to but, hang uh, out with Yoshihashi yeah. and Kodo all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got uh, at the end. The, the match ends with Show putting an armbar on Yuya Uramura like last time. So a bit of a same ending there. But what we do get different is that awesome kind of preview between Show and Ishii. I know other people kind of get a chance to shine, but the bulk of this match is just those two men. And I loved every second of it. We had, uh, at the beginning, we had Yano doing all his bullshit, you know, and um, (laughs) Ishii Ishii was just staring at him. It's like, stuff like that would happen in the match. And also, like, you know, there's a spot in these tag matches where, like, one of the guys, this is right before the all the guys are in the ring at once, where, like, you know, one team is dominating, and they run over to the corner and knock everybody off the apron, right? And Sho tried to do that, and Ishii just, like, he, like, dodged it and then tried to, like, punch him a bunch of times. And it just, like, they, like, stopped for a minute what they were doing so they could stare at each other and yell, you know, and start swinging fists and stuff. And then they got into the, the shenanigans they were doing. But, I mean, Ishii's face during this shit is just... It's just so funny, man. He's great. Not, not only that, like, after the match, everyone's posing around each other going, hey, we're going to have a match. It's going to be fun. Yeah, can't wait. Hey, we're all friends, but, you know, it's going to be a match that we're going to have to fight each other. Yeah, sure. Ishii, though, walks straight up to show with the belt, holds it up, and then just mashes it against his <laughs> face going, you want some of this bitch? It's mine. You can't have it. 
Now, the reason, by the way, just to remind everybody, the reason why these guys are all friends is they're all in chaos. So um, yeah. we, we do at some point soon, you know, hopefully soon we'll be able to get that uh, that next uh, Factions episode out. We'll, you know, explain all this, but they are all in the same group together. And so that's yeah. why this is kind of even more funny because it's just like, why are you so angry? Like, why are you being a dick? And we'll find out why. You know, we will. It's it, There's an answer to this question. It's great. There is. So... I really like that. And now we're going up to look, another good match, but I'm ready for these all these wrestlers to start training <laughs> other people. So we've got uh, Tomoaki Honma, Yuji Nagata, and the Golden Ace, which is uh, Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi, versus Daoki, Manaro Suzuki, and the Dangerous Takers, which is uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi. And, yeah, that's my note here. I'm ready for all these guys to wrestle different guys for a while. Um... It is great stuff, but I was hoping for it to be kind of over after Jingu. But Whoa, kitty cat. Yeah, she's looking right at me now. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, Ashley, my cat, everyone. And yeah, but I just see wait, why does they your are cat different storylines. Does because, your cat have uh, like a chainsaw for one of its legs? No. Oh, maybe one day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because it's her name's Ash, right. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> or is she trying, to, she trying to catch them all? Which one is it? <laughs> no, it's the, it's the Evil Dead one. That's my <laughs> I, I don't... I don't... I, I, Pokemon miss me by... Pass me by, man. I don't get it. I'm happy for people who like it, but it's not my thing. I, don't, I just don't get it. So there is that. But yeah, look, I understand why these people are still wrestling each other. It's because why would you make new storylines when you've got a small tour and you've got the G1 starting, which is going to kick off a whole bunch of feuds and things like that. So yes, we're still getting more of uh, the um, miscellaneous, we're not in a faction faction versus Suzuki Goon. It's still a good match. Yeah. Uh, And it's another match where... Uh, Kamagoye in the face and Dauki wins. Uh, sorry, Dauki wins. Dauki loses again. <laughs> but, uh, there, there is still a bit of Homma torture in this match. And yeah, I was I was fine with it. Uh, no, uh, that's mostly tomorrow, the next night. But I'm yeah. still happy with it too. So. We got, we got yeah. some fun stuff on, between these guys next time. but Because uh, after this, we have the G1 Climax announcements. But um you know, Ibushi, he looked at Dookie and he said, I choose you! And and they had him right in the face. So, there's your Pokemon. The thing is, though, like, <laughs> yes, there's a size difference and all that kind of stuff between Ibushi and Dookie. That's fine. But they're pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah, they're, definitely. They're, they're very good together, but you see these two men wrestling each other and you just know that uh, Ibushi's going to kick his fucking ass. And it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what happens. Andy is right. After this is the break. And it's the disinfectant break, and it's during this break where they tell us the blocks. But uh, we're going to save that. Sorry, listeners, because otherwise we're just going to get too distracted to cover all of the matches. So uh, just know this is where the G1's announced. Mind you, like, I covered the, the last show I watched first, which was the American one. So we're not going 100% in order. So just know... Be, be patient. We're gonna get to the uh, we're gonna get to the G1 stuff. It'll just just chill. All right. So uh, <laughs> next up, we've got look another combination that 
I'll be happy to be over, but however, still a fun match. We've got Sonata, Takagi Shingo, and Tetsuya Naito versus uh, Hijiro Takahashi, <laughs> Dick Togo, and Evil. And Togo's back, though he wasn't there for the last few days. As you said, he was uh, he was working for Taco at uh, Don't Tap Out. Just uh, Tap Out. Whatever. Damn. Um, Disrespectful. Um, my first note for this match was, wow, this was a little hard to focus on since I just found out who's in the G1. Yes. And I kind of want to tweet about all the fun combos and talk about it. So I had to kind of like sit back from Twitter for a bit and go, I actually, I need to watch this because i got to cover this for the fucking podcast. So it's, uh, it's really fun stuff. But uh, as you imagine, uh, the only one without anything really important to do at the moment is Dick Togo. So he eats a Destino. So you could actually say that uh, Togo got his ass kicked in this one too. So uh, all of LAJ kind of had a turn of beating the shit out of him. And uh, you can add something in a minute, but I really liked at the end of this one. So usually around the G1 time, uh, none of the members of LIJ get along. They won't do the fist bump because usually they have to wrestle each other and they want to get into uh, opponent mode, you know? So this is probably the first G1, at least since I've started watching, where, you know, so all the LIJ members are in this match, uh, Sonata, Shingo, and Naito are in the G1, spoiler alert, and rather than go, fuck you, because we're going to fight later, uh, they fist bump. So, you know, they might have lost Evil, but they're united going into the G1. Yes, they know at least two members are going to have to beat the shit out of each other, but they're going into the G1 united, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they do that to spite evil you know like they wait till they walk he's watching and then they do that and like look at him while they're doing it so you know i think that that's what the reason why they're so like you know showing the solidarity right now is because they're waving the flag like hey fuck you evil and dick togo in your fucking garrot he tried his best to get that garrot out but he got like kicked and it went flying just like uh gato's uh, brass knuckles you know <laughs> it's like yeah. one of my friends always says he says that like in wrestling um, you can only use a weapon once and then it starts flashing red and you have to drop it, you know, like in a video game or whatever. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So uh, that's what happens. It's like with when that you thing. play Double Dragon or something. There you go. Like see? Someone with a weapon and then, like, it, it yeah, yeah, it goes. <laughs> or, or you get hit while you're holding a weapon and the weapon goes flying and ah, you can't get picked. Then yeah. it's flashing on the ground and it just disappears. Yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I worked so hard to get that baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it's good stuff, look, but it's easy to figure out who's getting pinned because there's only one man in this match who's not in the G1. So there you go. It has to be Dick Togo. Uh, you can use that sort of math for the next night as well because it is what it is. All right, so we've got our first tournament match of the night, which is the uh, Wave of the Ass Masters, which is, of course, Master Wato and Rizuki Taguchi coming out, of course, with uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Oh, don't, versus don't look at his feet. Gato, <laughs> Gato and Taiji Ishimori. And my God, Gato loves using that belt. You can tell he was pissed off that uh, he didn't get to use those belts during a, <laughs> a, a lumberjack match with belts match because uh, everyone else went for the fucking 
uh, handicap match, but he's using these belts in every match now. I do like a spot here where uh, Taguchi gets uh, the upper hand and starts uh, flicking both Ishimori and Gato with a wet towel. <laughs> yeah, he, he like soaks the towel before the match and kind of has it like stashed and then at a certain point he starts destroying them with it and they uh, they are selling that towel like it was a fucking lead bar. <laughs> sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, it's a really fun match and it's in this match where I think uh, Wato is kind of settling down a bit. Uh, he seems less nervous uh, and more ready to go. Uh, more ready to take his time and uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's probably uh, in part of having someone as experienced and um, awesome as Taguchi as your tag partner, and then also having someone as experienced as uh, Hiroyoshi Tenzan in your corner. I have to imagine he's not just in his corner to come out, but he's also probably helping him backstage and stuff too, which is still a weird pairing because um, Wato seems very... Uh, Lucha influenced and Tenzan is not. <laughs> but that's fine. I, I still like it. <laughs> yeah, he, he is definitely not. He's more ground based, that's for sure. Yeah, so definitely putting um, Wat, Master Wato with Taguchi was a good move. But uh, we've got a bone lock at the end. Sorry, bone lock. But it's not called the S lock anymore. It's the bone lock, right? I guess. I don't know. And because I'm immature, I just put an R on the end of that bone lock, and Ishimori taps out Wato. So, yeah, I didn't think Gato and Ishimori were going to win the tournament, but I did think they had to win at least one match because you've got the fucking champ in your team. So, there it is. Yeah, and well, and we got to witness the boner lock on the way to the Ass Masters. So, I mean, that's that's something you don't see every day right there. Yep, and you don't look, you never look like a chump losing to the champ. The champ always kind of has to look good, doesn't he? Because he's the fucking champ. Well, and so, plus, when when ref chumpy's in there, no one looks like a chump but him. <laughs> Nobody can out chump yeah. chumpy. You know, I'm surprised because uh, the second last not match and both nights chumpy's ref, uh, refere- refereeing. That's Marty Asami, everyone. Uh, I call him chumpy because. Uh, he gets chumped out a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's not because he's a bad ref or he does anything to make the team look like an idiot. It's just like all the wrestlers chump him out big time. So Chumpy is his name. There's like yeah, the, there's a point point in this match where like Ishimori's just hugging him and just like, hey, no, stand right here and don't look that way. Hug me. <laughs> So that Gato can do all kinds of bullshit on the outside. And it's not even like he knocked him down. He's just hugging him. No. Yeah. I, I love you. And, We're uh, going to hang out right if here. I had a, if I had a motherfucker that comes out dressed like Shredder every week and was just taking me to the corner and going, don't you fucking turn your head, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't look around either. And I'd be like, all right, please don't hurt me. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Ask Masters, I think, are on two points so Gato and Ishimori and then we've got our next match which is uh, Bushi and Hiromo Takahashi versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado oh, this is a really great match with so many amazing moves that I don't think I can fucking name or call all of them and it would get boring if I just gave you a play by play of every match because it would give you less reasons to go watch the fucking matches wouldn't it but there is this they do this on both nights, and I fucking loved it. I 
not even sure 100% what to call this dude, but it's like, there's this, oh, by the way, Bushi hits this perfect runner on the outside, like a boss. Dude. I did that, that I do have to mention. It's pitch perfect. It looks dangerous as fuck, but it's pitch perfect. It's amazing. You've got to see that. But then there's also this double team, sunset flip, German suplex move, double team that Hiromu and Bushi does. I don't know if they've done that before, but I know that I can't remember having seen it, and it fucking blew my mind because I love me, me some suplexes. That was fucking awesome. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be a little cheating here because you're fighting against Suzuki Goon, and, of course, that's what you get. But I will say before some of that cheating happens, this is a really cool tag team match great back and forth by both teams they all four members get a chance to shine but uh, El Desperado uh, El Pinche Loco I think after a little bit of cheating and he pins Abushi so at the end of the normal rounds of the tournament uh, Katamaru and El Despi and Bushi and Hiromu are equal points which means both teams will go to the finals and play and wrestle each other again on the next night but uh, this time it's not a tournament match it's for all the marbles it's for the titles uh i love i love this match and in fact i think their next match which we'll get to soon is even better but uh what do you think of this one i i love takahashi and, and bushi as a tag team they're great and yep. uh you know kanemaru and el desperado of course are great and uh you know they have great chemistry together and it's an entertaining match it's not just all serious which is nice you know and that's i've said it a million times people you know when you bring a new fan to pro wrestling they're often surprised that it's not serious you know for the most part and you know new japan does a really good job of mixing in the fun stuff and there's a lot of fun stuff to be had in these matches so hell yeah there is all right and yeah so there you have it. I think if Bushi and Hiromu would have won, then there would have been a three-way tie for second, which would have been really weird to work out what the fuck happens after that. So they <laughs> took the correct route in this one, in my opinion. Uh, the two best teams uh, and the teams with the most history of working together uh, made it to the final. So I'm more than happy with that. So... I, I see a part of me wants like let's mention G1 stuff now no let's do the final night of New Japan Road and then we can focus all of our t- attention on uh, the, the big news usually we'll cover the news at the start but uh, this news kind of overshadows the wrestling and that's a shame because there's some really fucking good wrestling on these, these two shows so we've got uh, our first match which is uh, Dads versus Young Lions we got uh, Tom Waiki Homa, Yuji Nagata, and Satoshi Kojima versus uh, uh, Gabriel Kidd, Yuya Uramura, and Yoda Suji. And uh, is is Gabriel Kidd a heel? Yeah, yeah, he is. You don't usually see young lions take those kind of roles, but he's acting like a bit of a heel, switching teams and shit, acting like a bit of a douchebag in this match too. Yeah, I'm like, okay. That's all right. A uh, really cool spot with uh, Mr. Brent Kojima doing uh, triple machine gun chops on the young lions. <laughs> in fact, I would say Kojima does most of the heavy lifting in this match on the dad side. 
um, which is fine with me. I think, you know, I probably like Nagata the most on that team. No offense, Kojima. But I do love me some Kojima, so uh, any chance I get to see him shine and beat the shit out of some people, even if it's just um, some young lines, is fun. And hey, he's the baguette of death on uh, the evil Gaijin heel young lion Gabriel Kid for the one, two, three. And I thought it was another fun way to start the show. What what was the bullshit that he pulled? I can't remember. Like he he like sent his teammates into harm's way or something like that. I can't like to yeah. tr- to try to like get over on the bad guy or on on opponents, but also on his teammates. I can't remember exactly what he did, but he got what he deserved, and that was nice. It's you know wrestling uh, storytelling. You set stuff up, you knock it down. That's what did in this match. And uh, something else to mention is is that that last show was in the Sun Plaza, which is in like Miego or something like that. And this one's back at Kurrigan Hall. So, um, you know, we're just trying to paint the picture of where where these shows are taking place and stuff. No, like thank that. you. I always um, forget to mention where a lot of these shows are. So I'm glad you pick up the slack in that regard. Uh, so yeah, another another cool way to start a show. And as much as I like. The next match, there is still... Can you hear my wife talking? Yeah. I can't hear what she's saying, but it's probably something smart. All right. Well... <laughs> she's talking to the cat? <laughs> no, no, no. She's got some kind of Sunday meeting on today. Oh, jeez. With... Um, don't worry. You don't, none of our listeners uh, need to know. But she's got some kind of meeting on today. Okay, fair enough. Um, usually every second Sunday. I don't know... I mean, I do know what it is and all that, but it's not pertinent to the show. So if you hear her voice in the background, hey, we don't live in a fucking mansion. So, yeah. You know, it's not as if, like, I'm in the east wing of the house and she's over there down yeah. the west wing or some shit. So. Yeah, you got a problem with it? You got a problem with it? Yeah. I got a baguette of death for you, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you hear some of that, uh, that, that's what it is. So here we go. I'm still ready for these guys to wrestle other people, but I still really like this match. It's way to the ass, Masters, uh, Ryusuke Tsuguchi and Master Wato with, with Hiroshi Tenzan coming out with them, with the Golden Ace, Abushi uh, and Tanahashi, and then versus Suzuki, Manaru Suzuki, Daoki, and the Dangerous Takers, that is Jane Taichi. And you say it on Twitter, just as I'm thinking of it, and it is 100% true, the Golden Ace remix tune is fucking awful. Oh, it's terrible. I it's like, it. it's like, like, uh, just imagine everyone, a WWE tag team that's been thrown together, like two heavyweight guys, like two popular guys. And rather than give them a theme tune, they just do a mashup and smush their themes together. That's pretty much what they've done with um, Tanahashi and Ibushi's themes. And it's awful. I get what they're going for, but it sucks. <laughs> so I got I got a beef, all right? So Tanahashi's other theme, the high energy, is so fucking badass. It's like clearly the same band or whatever. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, that no, no, not that one. The the original, the one that's before that. All right, and uh, you know, and it's clearly the same band that did the one that, that Kushida's theme, and Kushida's theme is so great. So. They, he came out a couple years ago with this new theme, and it's called Go it's the Ace. One I know. It fucking yeah. sucks. All right, it's not good, Aww. and it's not. Oh, okay. I, hey, you're well, you're wrong. And uh, if you, <laughs> if you listen to High Energy and you watch him come out to that, it's so much better. But my point is, is that 
okay, so it constantly says, go, ace, go, ace. And it's not on the beat. It's just random, right? So so you got, and, and then, you know, Ibushi's song is cool, but it starts really weird because it's just someone going, bah! for like forever. And so you got that going on in the background, which is, is, is that what he's saying? I didn't know, but uh, so it's that. But then you got go ace off the beat. It's just kind of random out of the middle. It's so bad. I hate it so much. I hate it almost as much as looking at uh, at Tenzon's feet. It's um, it's still better though than Pinterest's <laughs> thing. Uh, oh I'm yeah. Just it. All right. So look, as I said in my previous night's notes, uh, I'm ready for the to start seeing other people. But still, this is a really good match and. There's a really fucking cool exchange here between Suzuki and Ibushi. And there's a big reason for that. These two motherfuckers are in the same block, yeah. which we'll get into later. So uh, that's really cool. But Luke, and Luke who else is in the, the same block? Sorry? Who else is in the same block? Oh, I'm going to get to that <laughs> because uh, it leads right into the ending it's here. Awesome. But, uh, look, you've got uh, a really cool match here. They've, they've all, all these... Um, Taguchi Japan versus Suzuki Goon matches. They've all been great. Uh, but, you know, we've been seeing them wrestle for ages, and so the G1's going to allow for all sorts of different stuff. So be patient, everyone. It's coming. Like, the, the new storylines, new feuds, all that kind of stuff is going to come right out of the G1. So, really cool match, though. Uh, tai Chi taps out Taguchi, which I didn't expect because Daki's in the match. But I guess Suzuki-gun can't lose them all. And at the end of this match, mm-hmm. uh, this is something I don't think's happened before. Like, uh, usually there's only two Suzuki-gun members in a G1, and they're usually on different blocks. This year's different. This year we have three members of Suzuki-gun in the G1. Two of them are in the same block. And those two are Minaro Suzuki and Taichi. And uh, these two have a few words at the end of the match. So uh, there's a there's a bit of uh, saltiness between them. And look, if you've seen one of the homework matches that we set out, what was the match? Taka Michinoku versus Taichi? Right. In the best yeah. of Super Juniors that uh-huh. year. And how they didn't lay hands on each other for like ages. Yeah, Taichi, that's not going to work with Suzuki. Like, he's going to beat the fuck out of you, dude. So just just be aware of that, man. <laughs> it's that same kind of standoff, though. You know, when when they were building to that uh, Super Juniors match that you just mentioned, they were doing that same kind of shit when they tagged together, just kind of staring at each other, refusing to tag each other in, and, and like, after the match, just having these weird stare-offs. And nobody has a better shitty grin than Tai Chi. He has the best shitty oh, grin of anyone and so like he hits you with that and you're just pissed and Minoru Suzuki's like you fucking grinning at me I'll kill you and that's kind of what we got going on here it's great <laughs> yes we do <laughs> alright so now we've got uh, we've got uh, Sonata Takagi Shingo and Tetsuya Naito again versus uh, Pimp Juice uh, that's Jiro Takahashi Hashi, uh, Dick Togo and Evil now uh, Sonata Shingo Naito Yajiro and Evil, they're all in the G1. So, guess who's losing this match? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's Dick Togo. 
So uh, that's my note here. Togo has to lose because everyone else is in the G1. But uh, I like that Evil and Dick Togo trying to put a magic killer on Sonata. The magic killer is uh, the tag team finishing move that Evil and Sonata would use on other people. But, you know, Sonata gets out of that. There's a triple beat down on Togo. (laughs) And sure enough, yeah, uh, Skull End by the Cold Skull. And once again, uh, LIJ is united here. So, you know... Bit of a bit, bit samey from the night before, uh, but uh, you know, still kind of solid fun, and it's it is still satisfying to see Togo get his comeuppance. So, uh, oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah I, that is what, it is. what I love about yeah. Naito, and you know, and some of the Lij guys are like this, but mostly him, is that he's a heel at heart, so he knows when you're gonna cheat. He's not going to fall for that shit. You know what I mean? Like, they, they they did this deal where, you know, they shoot Naito into the ropes, and he's, like, backing up into the ropes, and he knows that he's about to get blasted. So they have to try to cheat twice for to, to catch him because he knows all the tricks, right? I love that little tiny bit of psychology whenever, like, guys turn face, and but they still have that heel at heart, and they know about cheating. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it's it's cool stuff, and, and it's in this disinfectant break that they announce the cards for the G1 Climax 30. And uh, this is my note under that. Uh, I want someone who's never won a G1 to win this year. Yeah. So uh, I don't want Okada, Ibushi, Naito, or Tanahashi to win um, because all those men have won in recent years. And uh, I'm ready for someone a little different. Um, that there you go. That, that's just how I feel. But we'll get into the G1, all that kind of stuff in not very long now. We've got th- two more matches, everyone. Hold on to your hat because I really like both of these. We've got a six-man never-open title match. It is Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto versus the Kapow Man himself, Toriyanu, uh, Sho, and Kusuchika Okada, and. Yay! Uh, it's uh, Sho and Ishii to start. This is a fucking cool match. Uh, most of my notes have to do with uh, these two men because it was never as fuck. It's like, I, Ishii kicks the shit out of Sho in this match. And in my opinion, these two steal the show and they've had a whole little uh, mini feud going on in, in this kind of chaos versus chaos thing going. So... It's awesome. There's a really cool cross-arm pile driver by show on Ishii. Awesome, awesome deadlift German suplex on Ishii as well. But of course, you know, uh, show does beat the shit out of him. I know I'm, I know I'm not including everything. Like, of course, there's a couple of turnbuckles without covers because Yano being Yano, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I thought it would be uh, a really lame butterfly firelight ending. I did predict. The, sh- the finish for this match because I messaged you Andy and I said show's getting pinned here because Yoshihashi Ishii Goto Yano and Okada are all in the G1 mm-hmm. and that is exactly what happens uh, brain buster by Ishii onto show but coolest thing about it is show gave Ishii uh, everything he had and Ishii respects <laughs> Ishii respects the shit out of that. So Ishii holds his hand out for a handshake, pulls Show to his feet, and 
you know, nods his head. That's about as good as you get from Ishii. And, you know, chaos all make up and hug and all's, all's right with the world. I thought this was a really good fun match. I know I pretty much focused on just Ishii and Show because uh, they're my boys, really. <laughs> what about you, Andy? What did you think of this one? Well, you know, on a positive note, Yano's being awesome. King of Pro Wrestling, Toriano, of course, is being awesome. He tries to go toe-to-toe with Ishii, too, with the elbows, you know, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, there were some cool tag team matches, you know, involving Yoshihashi and Goto. Uh, but something that is interesting is that Okada is, like, playing the backseat here, man. And, like, he really doesn't shine in these matches. He comes in, he does a a DDT, you know, he hits the dropkick, and then he tags back out and lets whatever happens going to happen and, and like, pretends like he's going to try to break up the pin later on. You know, that's, like, all he does in these matches. So he's on low effort right now. I wonder, it makes me wonder if he's been hurt or something, you know, because it's just, I don't know. Saving him for the G1 or something like that. Could be that. It might just be a thing like, who needs to shine the least in this match? Well, it's probably Okada because everyone knows how fucking awesome he is. Um, and I don't mind him taking a bit of a backseat. Same with Yano because they're both going to be in the G1. So I was more than happy for show to be the star and get uh, out of the three of them in this match. And I think uh, that's... They succeeded because uh, even though, yes, Ishii kicked his ass and pinned him, I thought Sho looked fucking awesome. So they're putting him over, even in defeat, and I think it's fantastic. And uh, this is going to be the last we see of him for about a month too. So uh, boo, but also, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Well, that's not necessarily true. You know, um, I I don't think that all the juniors are just going to go away for this whole tournament. I think that we're still going to have, you know, lower card stuff going on with these tag matches. Um, But maybe not. I don't know. I mean, sometimes those guys are around. Sometimes they're not. It just depends. Uh, But um, we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to see what the G1 cards look like, meaning the whole card. Like, what are we going to see on each match, each night? Well, from what I've seen... Their plan is to open the show with a young lion match, and then following that, it's just straight up five tournament matches. In a really? Row. Okay. All yeah. right. Every yeah. night, five. Because yeah. they usually what ends up happening is then they break it down and it's just two on some nights, yeah. and you know, and stuff like that. Because I mean, I guess if it's a, if it's an A block night then the first half of the show will be B-block well, no, tag they, preview matches. They've already said that they're not doing that this yeah. year. So, yeah, That's I mean, right. right. So we'll see what happens. But uh, well, we aren't through this. Let's get through this so we can talk about G1. All right. So we've got our main event, which is the same as the previous main event, but uh, even better. We've got uh, Bushi versus Hiromu Takahashi versus uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. Uh, I think this match is even better than the f- their first one. And I thought it was so fucking great. There's also even more great double team moves by LIJ. Look, I know there's two tag teams in this. Yes, Kanemaru and El Desperado do some really good tag team shit. But uh, Bushi and Hiromu do some innovative looking shit that I either haven't seen before or I haven't seen much of. And it's very dynamic and kick-ass. They do that Sunset Slip German move as well. But... uh, some cheating abound and two pinche locos 
That's uh, El Desperado's move, the fucking crazy, on Hiromu, and El Despi wins. Uh, Suzuki Goon have won. Apparently, Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi have never been Super Junior Tag Team Champs. So maybe that's part of the story uh, that we're going to get going forward. That fact that they've never been Super Junior Tag Team Champs. So I would love to see them with some gold down the line. And I don't mind if... Uh, I know they've had two, t- two matches in, in a row on two shows. But I love these four men's uh, chemistry. And of course, El Desperado looks badass in his black and gold mask. Uh, it, it's a fucking cool match. And yeah, I expected LIJ to win this one. But I was wrong. It is the most, probably the most dangerous Super Junior tag team and the most prolific Super Junior tag team of the last few years. They've got the second longest reign in, in the Super Junior tag team history books. So, uh, yep, Kanemaru and El Despi are your Super Junior tag champs. Not only that, but think about this, Mr. Andy. How much gold now does Suzuki Goon have? All of it. Almost. They have. Suzuki, Minara Suzuki has the Never title, so he's the Never King. We've got uh, the Dangerous Takers with the heavyweight tag team titles, and we've now got El Despi and Kanemaru with the Super Junior tag titles. There's a lot of members in Suzuki Goon with gold, and uh, wow, that's pretty awesome. Uh, you usually don't see a heel group with that much gold. So they've got a lot of comeuppance coming their way in the future, which isn't always what you want because uh, as much as I like Suzuki Goon, there's only so much uh, assholeness you can take before you think to yourself, yeah, I think it's time they get a beating and uh, get their comeuppance. And I think New Japan is always pretty good at uh, at doing that. I, I, I love this match. What about you? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, this is... You know, a great match to cap off the night. You know, I had this weird thing that happens to me. So you got to wake up at the butt crack of dawn to watch these. And, like, usually by the main event, I'm starting to almost fall asleep. Because I'm, like, you know, like I've been up for a few hours and the caffeine is just not quite working because I'm just sitting down. And I'm used to, like, getting up and going in the morning. So, you know, sometimes during these main events, I'm a little woozy. And, um, you know, this one woke me up, though, man. I was, like, I was paying attention to this one. I love, like, Harumu, like, started the match by trying the apron uh, powerbomb. He just, like, jumps out of the ring, you know? <laughs> Fucking maniac. There's all kinds of cool shit yeah. in this match. And, uh, you know, I love watching Harumu wrestle. Just period. He goes, you know, balls to the wall, always. And, um, you know, I mean, one of his signature moves is a, uh, a fucking missile dropkick to the floor. Know, where he just lands right on his ass like on the floor it's insane and so you know him this is, this is where um hiromu tries for that uh, uh power bomb to the outside straight away doesn't yeah he? that's what i said yeah he yeah. uh yeah he jumps right out of the ring and is, is like a fucking maniac and and so the you see some awesome shit between him and ishimori and I think when Bushi is, it's so, it seems to me, I could be wrong, but when Bushi is like tagging with Hiromu, he seems kind of energized. He seems like, okay, this is something I'm more familiar with. This is, I get to wrestle like pretty much exclusively Lucha. And so because of that, he kind of steps it up a little bit in these matches. And so I thought he was, he looked better than he ever has. Yeah. Uh, Bushi is 
He's perfect in his role, which is usually like the third guy in a six-man tag or as a tag team wrestler in a junior tag team. I don't know. You could probably tell me. He probably has had the Super Junior title before, the main one. Uh, <laughs> I love how you call like, it the, the Super Junior title. <laughs> It's just called it's called the junior heavy the IWGP junior heavyweight title and then there's also the best of the super juniors tournaments. <laughs> it's oh, confusing. Well. It's confusing. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't know, man. I really like him. Uh I like him the I guess the more I, I save him. I yeah. Uh he doesn't it's weird. He comes out with all these masks. He always looks fashionable and showy, but uh, I usually remember all the other members of LJ before him, which is a bit of a shame. But well, he's kind of one of... He's on the lowest rung, you know, of LIJ guys, but LIJ guys are like main event dudes except for him, and he definitely has held the junior championship more than once. Yeah. So, I mean, he when he when he first came in, he feuded with Kushida over it for quite some time, if I remember correctly, um, and uh, traded the, ta- the title with him. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. And, look, you need someone in your group that's pinnable. Yeah. Is what it is. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, there's both the nights of the final nights of the New Japan Road shows. And uh, look, let's get let's get down to it, Mr. Andy. I'm really excited. Yeah. I hope you are too. Uh, I was watching these announcements with bated breath. They have a weird order in how they uh, told you who was in each block. They broke it up a little bit. And it seemed a little random, but look, I'm not going to do it like that. I'm pretty sure I've written down who's in which block in in the order in which they were announced. But uh, if if you like, I will go for I'll I'll just read out the names for for A block first, if that's right with you. Yeah, let's hear them. And like, just so folks know, we're not going to run down every single card and who's going to face who when and i don't you know we've said it before but we don't recommend you look at that just just watch the shows you know and enjoy it and keep up with it as it happens um because you'll enjoy it much better that way if you look ahead and you really analyze it and stuff you may be able to figure out who is in the finals and stuff and that's no fun yeah all the cards are out for the entire g1 so you can totally look at the card for the last night and if you've got a pretty good analytical brain and all that kind of stuff, you, you might be able to piece together, oh, this is probably what they're going to lead up to. So you can do that. I know I know people who have and do and awesome because they, they love New Japan and they want to really get into the nitty-gritty of it. That's awesome. I don't want to do that. I kind of just like to go, uh, you know, take the matches as they come and, and just be surprised. So yeah, that's, I, honestly, that's how you and I are gonna do it. I don't pay that much attention to the points until much until late in the tournament. Like that yeah. that last week, that's when I'm paying attention to every single match as far as who's got what because it, it really doesn't matter until then. And that's one of the, we'll talk about that why it's you know fun to have a round robin tournament. But go ahead, man. Let's let's hear this uh, this A block stuff here. So I usually call A block the ace block. Cool. In fact, I've ace. got the ace block written down now. Well, guess what? Tanahashi, what, for the first time in a very long time, he's not in A block. Yeah. So 
there's something new for you right there. So all of our entrants for the A block are as follows. We have Kota Ibushi, Kazushka Okada, Tomohiro Ishii, Takagi Shingo, Ichiro <sighs> Takahashi, Taichi, Minaro Suzuki, Jeff Cobb, Switchblade Jay White, and that dude. Okay, so so that means, and, and for folks that are listening that don't know how a round-robin tournament me- works, it basically what it means is that everyone in that block will wrestle each other once. And so that means that Shingo will wrestle Ishii, and Shingo will wrestle Okada, and Shingo will wrestle Jay White, and Shingo will wrestle that guy, and Shingo is going to wrestle all of them, and I'm so happy about it, I can't wait to watch it, I don't give a fuck about anything else, I just want to watch Shingo matches. (laughs) Alright, so, we're watching these these announcements, and they're getting, Charity's in the room with me, we're watching these announcements, and uh, it's getting towards the, the last few, and I'm just like, by this point, they've already named some uh, at least one or two wrestlers from uh, out of the country as being in this. But they save Jay White's name. He's, he's the last man out of both blocks mentioned. I jump out of my fucking seat and I'm like, yes! I think Ashley jumped off the couch and left the room for a little bit because I was just like, oh my God! And uh, I frightened the cat. But uh, um, I was excited for... Uh, most of the international people that they announced. Uh, so uh, we've got so many good wrestlers. They're ten man blocks, aren't they? Two, yes, they they always four. are. I looked that up, and they always are. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we've got ten man blocks. Uh, in 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 this one. All right. Well, t- I'll talk more about what I think of A block in a tick. But let's get down to who's in B block. And the first person mentioned in B Block, and it took me by fucking surprise, was Hiroshi Kanahashi. What? So B Block. Yeah. B Block. Bo. Hiroshi base. Kanahashi. Yes, what? I said Bo. Base. Because that's B Block. <laughs> Hiroki Goto, King of Pro Wrestling, Toriyanu, Yoshihashi, Sonata, Tetsuya Naito, Evil, Zack Sabre Jr., Juice Robinson, and Kenta. So I kind of I really like both blocks actually. It's uh it's cool stuff. I think uh maybe A block is a little there's always one excuse me, there's always one block that feels a little bit more a little bit more stacked than the other. And I think uh, it's definitely the A block this year, but that's all right. I, th- I still think B block's really strong. Well, B block seems to be about Nido, you know, because he's yeah. he has to face like all of his foes basically. So um, you know, that that's exciting because, you know, he's had a long history against Tanahashi. Obviously, Evil is a big foe of his, and he has a rematch against Kenta, you know. So, and last time, Kenta fucking made him bleed a bucket. It was awesome. That match is yep. fan- That was the last great match before COVID, you know. Uh, it was fantastic. But, um, well, how do you want to handle this, Luke? Do you want to just talk about some of the matches you're looking forward to? Um, you know, do you want to talk about, like... I have a quick metaphor I just want to run out real quick. Is that the yeah. N- the NFL season just started in America, okay? And, you know, people, st- whether you like football or not, it does one thing right. There's only 16 games. That's it. So every game matters, right? And that's how the G1 is. Because, you know, each guy has X at whatever 10 matches or whatever, I guess nine matches, 
it's you know every single one matters you know and i i know i said earlier i don't really pay attention to the the you know the whatever points that much at the end but i mean if if kenta beats naito i'm fucking paying attention you know what i mean and it's like all these all these matches mean so much and how do the points work luke all right so two points for a win and that win can obviously be by pinfall submission or count out etc uh, and uh zero points for a loss each match has a time limit of 30 minutes so if it is a 30-minute draw, each competitor gets one point each. So there will be a total of 20 points up for grabs for every wrestler because uh, what is what they've all got to wrestle. Is the, the total 20? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Well, or 18? I don't know. I think uh, it's 18. Yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, two, four, six, eight, 20, yeah. So there's a lot of points up for grabs. The two the two members of each block with the highest points will meet each other in a final. So the winner of A block will face the winner of B block. And the winner of that match will be your G1 winner. And if you win the G1, that means you have a contract to be in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. So there is that. Now, if you win the G1, but there was maybe one or two wrestlers that defeated you along the way, those wrestlers can and usually do challenge you for your briefcase rights. So just because you won the G1 doesn't mean you're out of the woods yet. Now you've got to defend that until you make it all the way to... uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Now, all most of the, apart from Moxley, because he's stuck in America and obviously he's busy being the uh, AEW World Heavyweight Champion at the moment. Uh, so the United States Champion isn't in this, but we always have the Heavyweight Champion, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion in this. In this case, it's Naito. And also the Intercontinental Champion is also Naito. So we've got the double champ in this. We've got the never champ in this. We've got the heavyweight tag champs in this, and we've got the six-man ever champs as well. But uh, those won't be too important. It'll be mostly about um, the singles titles. So if someone manages to beat Minaro Suzuki during the course of the G1, that will more than likely set up a never-open-weight title match. Uh, same thing, if Naito gets pinned at any point during the G1, there's a strong chance that that person who did pin him will have a legit shot at uh, facing the champ uh, earlier than Wrestle Kingdom. Because if you beat the champ, obviously right. you should have a shot at fighting him for his title. So that's, that's pretty much how it goes. This G1 is where you'll see a lot of feuds uh, begin. So... It's, uh, it's going to be that reset that uh, I've wanted for a little while now because uh, I've gotten a bit sick of the combinations that we've gotten due to a lower roster. So now we've got some new guys coming in. or well, old guys, but you know what I mean. Uh, new post-COVID. So that's going to flesh out the, uh, the uh, roster. <laughs> 
matchups. You're yelling at so, Kozlov for trailing off. All right, all right, Luke. I got you. I understand. I'm not. A, I don't get paid for this motherfucker. I do this for fun. He's getting paid. And That's he's getting true. Worse. That's true. <laughs> he's getting worse. <laughs> I've always sucked at this. <laughs> well, that's not true, but uh, yeah, I I just like like I said, the round robin tournaments a really great format, and you know, and you are right. I looked at all the match cards, um, and you're right. It's a young lion match to start, and then five matches every night. That is not how it always was. In fact. I've been going back and watching a bunch of matches from the 2016 G1, and sometimes there's two matches on a night, and sometimes there's no commentary at all, you know, which is actually really fun. And um, you know, and it's it was back then it was a different setup as far as if you wanted to watch it, you couldn't watch a lot of it live. You had to just like you know check it later, and it would be like just one. G1's gotten too pale. You can't do it like that. In fact, uh, for the first few years I started watching, that was. Like, I remember having English commentary on, this is 2017, so it's the, the G127. I remember English commentary for the first two nights, and then all Japanese commentary until the last two nights. That So the first two nights and the last two nights have English commentary. And then the next year, and the year after, so the G128, G129, was all English commentary for all the shows. I'm not sure how they're doing it this year. I'm pretty sure... I heard that um, Kevin Kelly wants to do it, the same style as he did in Jingo, uh, Jingu, and I think Jingu was the uh, the test. So hopefully it succeeded and we're getting that. But also they, they, they haven't quite, until like last year, they hadn't quite given the same respect to the, the best of Super Juniors. And it wasn't until like the 2019 one where we got English commentary for every show. Otherwise it was Japanese commentary for some of the shows or... You don't even see some of the shows live. They just yeah. release the matches. And I think it's been a good thing uh, that uh, the English commentary or New Japan have become more popular over the last few years, that uh, they can they can do more uh, more commentary and more shows. There's more demand for, the, for all these shows to be shown live than there, than there has been in previous years so i see it as a good thing mr andy yeah definitely what well, like i was saying they some of those older shows there's one camera shot that's it which mm-hmm. is really fun actually and it'll get wider when they go to the outside and then like focus on the ring when they come in but it's just one hard cam shot so it's totally different but yeah i mean the production values obviously stepped up because they've realized that there's money to be made here in america and it makes me happy because I like it. Now, I I have made a decision, I think. I think I'm drawing a line in the sand here, Luke. I I love the content that I hear from the American con- or the English commentary team. I love the knowledge that I get from it. I don't like the actual like commentary. I love Kevin Kelly what he tells me. I don't like his voice at all. And you know, like when he goes Aww. Destino that's I love that. That's fucking garbage. I hate it. It makes me think that Des- sometimes it'll be Destino. Yeah, no, it, it makes me think no. right. It makes me think that the Destino is a joke because he's doing the joke thing. You know, it's a jokey joke. I, I don't like that. I'd much rather he- hear the Japanese commentary. So my point is I think that's what I'm going to watch. Even if there's an English option, I think I'm just going to watch the Japanese commentary because I prefer it. If there's an English option, I'm probably going to watch that. 
um, because I don't mind Kevin Kelly's voice. I quite like it. And uh, I like the uh, the knowledge bombs that uh, Mr. Chris Charlton drops, which is good for me. Uh, For you, maybe it's not as useful because you've been watching a lot longer. I just said it is. I just said it is. So, you know, it is. It's the the knowledge. I just, you know... um, I met Kevin Kelly once, and he he was he had just come back from his first foray in Japan, and I asked him about it, and he looked surprised that that someone knew that he was over there, or whatever, because I guess he had done some commentary, and I listened to it because I watched New Japan, and he was like, oh, I I like shook his hand, and said, hey man, you know how was the trip to Japan? He's like, oh well, it was really great. Did you did you hear what I did? And I'm like, yeah, it was fucking awesome, you know. And he's like, wow. Okay, well that's that's cool. And then uh, for my old podcast, I uh, I interviewed Chris Charlton like two years ago. So you know, I I like these guys. I just right. I just like I don't know. They don't give me excitement. They make me um, distracted. And I I miss the days of like Don Callis. I really liked him on commentary. And I, but I do like Gino a lot too. I just. I don't know. It has to be those three together for it to really work for me, in my opinion. So, but anyway, that is what it is. So, fair enough. Can't argue with that. Hey, look, before we get on with uh, matchups that you and I are looking forward to, I just want to talk about the elephant in the room, and it's not that elephant; it's the other elephant. And it's like Yujiro Takahashi's in the G1, which is fucking bullshit because he is a fucking Dowkey level fucking loser. And I don't like (laughs) it. I don't think he deserves to be in the fucking G1. I don't think he's done anything to deserve being in the G1 this year. And I think the fucking, some of the dads who got overlooked have done more in terms of win losses this year and cool shit than fucking he has. Like Yuji Nagata. Yes, I know. He said he's retired from G1s, but awesome year. Satoshi Kojima has been um, stepping up and being awesome. There's all sorts of things. You probably could have got another guy from overseas since you bring an overseas guy yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Like, even Tama, I would have accepted maybe even more. Or even Farley. Yes, uh, I, I'm disappointed that those guys aren't in it for because, sure. Because as, whether you like Farley or not, I do. I think he's a pretty good big man. He's a threat in G1s. He's won some pretty big matches. I know he had that year where he did the cheeky thing. But that's fine. Look, I don't like it. The choice of... I'm sorry if you're a Yajiro Takahashi fan. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I think I gave him a chance to kind of step up and show me what he had with this feud he had with Okada. I, I think he fucking stank. He did. He fucked so, us both over. We both were like, oh no, he'll step up. He'll step up. And then he shit the bed. He shit the bed luke yep you know you didn't shit the bed and i can't believe i'm going to say this but yoshihashi Mm. he could have he could have dropped the ball and been spectacularly bad but i think Mm. he's been consistently solid and he's won a title so i see it (laughs) i see like i know people will argue but he's a champ now he's never been a champ before and he's been winning some matches and shit so i i see that i i look at b block and i'm like Tana, yes. Goto, I know you don't like him, but yes. Toriano, yes. Sonata, Naito, Evil, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenta, yes. Juice, yes, I like him in the G1. I think he's pretty solid. He's not going to win, but he might do a couple spoilers here and there. But I know you're not a huge Juice guy, but I like the, I like the big one. Uh, but you, you look at that block and you think the one name that sticks out is Yoshihashi, but it does not stick out anywhere near as much as Yujiro. Um and he's not even the fucking person in the A block I'm the most annoyed at for being in it. Of, of course, it's that dude. 
but he's got a problem. Um, Here's his problem, okay? Is if he's not going if there's he, only one match I want Pimpy to win. The rest I just want to see him get his ass kicked. Well, th- there's only one. There's one thing that he's missing, and that's that he's not entertaining. Is if he, you know, I mean, you know, Yano is limited at what he can do wrestling, so he has this other part of him that he brings out to make sure that he's entertaining. You know, there's lots of guys like that. I mean, um, I'm gonna recommend a match today that's got one of the most limited wrestlers ever, and he has this fantastic performance in this match, barely doing anything, and it's because he's figured out how to be entertaining and and. You know, Yujiro without Peter with him is not entertaining, and that's a problem. Yeah, and look, I look at I look at B Block, and I see Yoshihashi's name, and I'm like, who could he possibly get wins over? And I'm like, oh yeah, he could probably beat Juice. Oh yeah, maybe Toriyano. That could go either way. So there's at least one or two matches where I could see Yoshihashi getting the victory, right? I look at Yujiro Takahashi, and then I look at Ibushi, Okada, Ishii, Shingo, Taichi, Suzuki, Cobb, Switchblade, that dude. And I don't see Yujiro being a threat to anyone else. That's true. Very good point. Zero. But somebody's got to lose, Luke. Somebody's got to lose. So. Yeah, but you know he's going to get at least a minimum of four points, maybe six. Mm, we'll see. He may he may lose them all and then quit and go cry in a corner somewhere and just uh, curse the name of Luke. He may do that. I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> there there is no G one that has a complete perfect lineup. There's always going to be one or two guys you look at and you're like, oh really? They made it, and that's fine. But I think the lineup for this G1 is pretty fucking awesome and special because, A, I didn't didn't know if we were going to get a G1 or not, and B, we got fucking Switchblade, Kenta, and Juice back. And I think that's really cool. Why do you like Switchblade? Oh, oh. Yeah. Sorry? I was going to change the subject and try to, like, talk about Switchblade a little bit. Like, why do you like him so much? But finish your thought. All right. Oh, fuck that. Let's go straight to Switchblade. Uh, I love Blade Runner, the movie. So it started for me that shallowly. He comes out as a from his excursion. I wasn't even aware as a young lion because he, he, he'd left before, you know, I started. Now I've gone back and watched older matches and seen him surrounding the ring as a young lion. But uh, why I love him is he had a shaky start. So his first major match was a title match at Wrestle Kingdom versus Tanahashi. And he was a bit, he looked a bit nervous and all that kind of stuff. But once he got over that nervousness, he's done nothing but be totally kick-ass and impressive. And I don't just mean in terms of his um, jerk-ass heel role, which he has down on the fucking tee. Uh, He's got the psychology. Perfect. He does all these little things that I really appreciate. Like there's sometimes, sometimes he'll, he'll um, have someone in a move. Like he wants to do a dragon uh, suplex or something like that, but he can't, and he's only got one arm hooked and he can't get the other arm hooked. So what he does is he headbutts the back of this, this guy's shoulder and he goes, and then, then, then the wrestler goes to, to hit him with his arm and Jay White gets his fucking head under that swinging arm to uh, to lock the hold in and boom, suplex. Little shit like that. I think he's absolutely amazing in the ring. 
he's a suplex machine. I love suplexes. And he does heaps of suplexes. <laughs> Sleeper suplex, half and half suplex, German suplex. He does a lot of them. I think he's one of the best wrestlers at psychology in wrestling period yeah and uh that's one of the things is that you know he does the little things so much and so well that you don't even notice him you just know what he's trying to convey you know and and 27 dude it's 27 so you know the fact that he's with gato that helps too because you know he doesn't he if he wasn't with gato and he was on his own it he may be tempted to kind of like be a little more of a good guy wrestler and what i mean is, is that he may do a lot more moves and be a little more you know um uh, dramatic in that fashion and, and he can't do that because he's like the you know he's like the triple h of um you know of uh uh new japan but he's awesome and uh i know that get me heat because i don't like triple h but i don't uh but i really like uh uh switchblade and i can't wait to see him against all these guys i mean it's gonna be fantastic you think he has any respect for ishii you think ishii's gonna take that sitting down my god it's gonna be fucking awesome you know speaking of which uh last year's g1 switchblade lost to every member of chaos yikes he's got beef now huh yeah, so he lost to Ishii in last year's G1. Not only that, uh, he lost to Minaro Suzuki uh, two years ago. Wow. Well, he uh, was. Suzuki wasn't in last year's G1. I remembered that. I was like, oh, fuck, Suzuki was a switchblade. This would be cool. And Suzuki just fucking out healed him and beat the shit out of him. So I'm looking forward to that rematch. Look, switchblade, man, he's. He feels like a veteran at 27, even though he has only been wrestling for like five or six years. It's absolutely insane. This guy's got an, a, a, a brain for wrestling. He's got a wrestling brain. I, I, I just think he's incredible. And every time New Japan have given him something to do, he's stepped up and impressed. And as far as I'm concerned, I think he's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, so... There you go. Uh, you're going to hear more Switchblade love as we go along. So, of course, we're going to get uh, some matches I'm really looking forward to. So, Shingo has never, in a one-on-one match, wrestled Switchblade. So, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. That's going to be awesome. Switchblade versus Tai Chi? I'm like, oh, okay. That's going to be maybe the heel versus heel match to watch in that block because... Uh, Oh, apart from maybe Suzuki Switchblade himself, because I think Tai Chi and Switchblade are going to have a more of a fun style heel match, whereas uh, with Suzuki involved, you know Murder Grandpa is just going to fuck shit up. So, <laughs> yeah, lot, uh, lots of things to be excited about with uh, A Block. I see the probably the highest point getters are probably going to be Ibushi, Okada, and Switchblade himself. Uh, I'm going to say it, A Block winner, Switchblade. Just, I'm not. I haven't looked at the card. I haven't uh, every card for every show. So, you know, anyone who's mathed out is probably going to be like, "Yeah, you're wrong." But I, I reckon, I reckon uh, he does well in G1. So, and he does a little, a little better each time. So, this is his third G1 in a row. Maybe it's his time to at least win a block. Did he? No, did he win a block last year? I think he might have too. Mm. He might have been in the finals and lost uh, to Dino or something like that. I don't remember the ins and outs of every G1. It's complicated, man. 
It's complicated. But uh, let's get on to B block, dude. Well, do I get to choose who's going to win A block? Or no, you no, just. No, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I mean. Man. I do jump the gun sometimes. I just get excited. I'm okay. so super fucking. Sometimes you've accused me of being like downplaying shit. Now I'm just like, oh my god, it's G1 time. Fuck. Yes, man. Uh, what, uh, what are maybe some of the things you're looking forward to with A block? And yeah, who do you think's. Who's your um, blind pick to win A block? Well, my blind pick to win A block is not a blind one at all. In fact, it's a it's a you know tried and true story. This is the rehabilitation of Kazuchika Okada, and he's going to win this block uh, the last second, you know, and uh, and then he's going to win the G one, and he's going to go to Wrestle Kingdom. I'm sorry, buddy, but that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, just my opinion, you know. Uh, I think that he may even beat Naito who would be the B block winner and then go on to, you know, lose to him hopefully at, uh, at, uh, wrestle kingdom. But if that, all that happens, he'll probably win, but that's kind of my prediction there. And I've already talked about all the matches I'm looking forward to. So what's going on with B block. Okay. So I'm looking forward to seeing this version of evil wrestle, uh, non, Oh, look, look, I'm definitely interested to see Evil Sonata. That's going to be a fucking banger. I can't wait for that uh, because, you know, two best friends now, uh, bitter enemies. So I'm looking really looking forward to how that story plays out. It's going to be interesting to see Evil versus Kenta. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, outside uh, outsiders from Bullet Club who have now come back are going to react to, to Evil. I'm hoping it's favorably because I think he fits right in. Uh, that's going to be really cool. There's probably going to be some uh, really nice heel stuff with Evil, uh, Kenta, and ZSJ going on. Uh, I'm looking... F- uh, going by the 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 people in the block, uh, I know Yano versus Sonata is always a really good time. Uh, Sonata seems to always go with it, and they seem to have, always have a really entertaining fun matches together uh it's gonna be a good time uh it's hard for me to pick who's maybe naito look i I can hardly say i think switchblade's gonna win a block and then um my first hope is like i think evil's gonna win b block you're not gonna have a fucking bullet club final i know you're not so uh i'm going for maybe the b block winner is they're either going to be Naito or Tanahashi. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, what about that's a great point, you know, that you make that, uh, you know, it's evil kind of almost in a lot of ways the first time that we get to see this new character in this position. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I'm just, I just love Naito, man. So I can't wait to see Naito wrestle all his friends, you know, and uh, wrestle evil again and, and all that and wrestle Kenta again. This is, That block is all about Naito. That's all I'm going to care about for the most part is what's going yeah. on with Naito. I know. Can I, can I just mention, sorry to interrupt you, Andy. There's going to be one matchup that I'm going to be interested to see the rematch for because the first time I saw it in the New Japan Cup, it was a fucking thrashing. And that's evil versus Yoshihashi. Yeah, 
Yeah, Yoshihashi's got beef. See, remember when we told you guys a long time ago, like, hey, they set up storylines and then they, like, knock them down. Like, all these guys have reasons to not like each other. And if they don't, they do now because of all the, like, tag team shenanigans that's gone over, you know, over the yep. past couple weeks. So, you know, it, it's all these guys have reasons beyond the tournament to be wrestling each other, which makes every match more interesting. So, you know, and, and some people may wonder, well, why is the champion in the G1? Um, I think I, I could be wrong, but it seems like that Okada started that, uh, you know, or, or he maybe brought it back as something. I think so, you yeah. You know, because um, I, I know it used to happen, but then he started doing it. So now it's kind of a tradition that the champion is in the G1, and it makes so much sense because someone's going to pin him. And so that person then gets a future title match. And the same thing with the Never Champion. So someone's going to pin um, Suzuki, and that's going to be their title you know, match coming up. And it's it's yep. the way that works is really cool, and I can't wait to see it all. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Like, who's, who's going to be the, the major dude who pins Naito? Uh, yeah. And, and get that title shot. I think it... I think it might be. I think ZSJ might beat him. Oh man, he's uh, so good too. Like that. If you're if you're like on the fence about Zack Saber Junior. Somehow, dude. Oh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, you're about. One. He's so good. Oh my god, it's insane. And like, what's weird about him is that his style is so perfect for New Japan, and you wouldn't think it is. He's got this like crazy like submission style, but man. It works so good. You've seen him wrestle Tanahashi a million times over the past couple, you know, weeks, and he he's just got great chemistry with a lot of those guys. So that's gonna be great. I'm actually interested to see. Uh, <laughs> I've probably seen it before, and I've it's I've, I've forgotten because I've watched a lot of fucking New Japan. But Zack Saber Junior versus Toriyano. Oh, yeah. Uh, how's that, how's how's ZSJ gonna uh, <laughs> uh, put up with Toriyano's? Uh, fun kind of cheesy cheating style that's going to be awesome so you're going to see a clash of styles in the g1 definitely a clash of personalities and a lot of fucking awesome awesome matches i can't wait um starts what the 19th so what's that next weekend it starts on the 19th and goes all the way through the 18th of of um it's 20 shows in 30 days um, so that's why we said before, I'll say it one more time, I'm not going to say it again, but don't get behind. Um, you know, just don't get behind. Just watch it when you get home or whatever. I mean, the shows are going to be like two hours long. They're not going to be that long. Just get home, watch it, you know, or try to watch it live. Now, I'm not going to be able to watch some of these shows live because some of them start at four in the morning and two in the morning, which is kind of, that's a no-go zone for me if I don't have that next day off. So, because that, you know, that's tough. Yeah. But, um, so I'll make sure I watch it right away, though, because I don't want to get behind because I know what happens. You know, when you get behind, you're fucked. Because then if you get behind two days, now you're three shows behind. And there will be sh- yep. some breaks and stuff like that, but they go so quick, man. It's it's crazy. We'll be on the other side of this thing before we know it, and we'll be have so many great things to talk about. So... I don't know. By the end of the G1, we'll both be sad that it's over and also happy that it's over as well mm-hmm. because uh, it, it's grueling all around, isn't it? It's the fucking G1. You're going to see so many good matches. Like, this is the G1. This is a, this is the tournament where, same with the best of Super Juniors for the juniors, this is where they go all out every night until it's over 
and it's like it's like wrestling event of the year i fucking love it and this this year is different because i get to cover it in a podcast with with you and that that added element is just i'm I'm smiling right now man yeah man for sure when we started the show this was something i was looking forward to and dreading all at the same time and you know in a way that just makes me excited I mean, it's 90 fucking singles matches, like like main event style singles matches in a month, you know, and and I don't know. I just, I can't wait to tell folks what we think about it. Um, I don't know, man. What else is there to say about it before it even starts? Yep. Uh, and if anyone listening, if they want to talk about uh, some of their favorite matchups and stuff, they can either email us. Uh, neveropenpot at gmail.com or they can uh, interact with us on, on, on the tweeties oh we'll be tweeting Look, yeah we'll be tweeting and I didn't even mention like of course I, I'm looking forward to shit with like I'm looking forward to oh my god we're gonna get another Ibushi Ishi match mm-hmm. are you serious these two fucking murder each other every time <laughs> you think like there are some people in New Japan that just egg Ibushi on one of them's Tetsuya Naito and I think one of the other main ones is Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, they're going to fuck each other up. Big time. Uh, yeah. I, I, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> so what's, all right, let's, let's, uh, what's next, Luke? <laughs> all right. So after all that excited G1 talk, and, oh, man, I, I could... I could probably talk about the G1 for so long, but let's get into our homework, Mr. Andy. And uh, should we? Let's start with mine because mine's uh, a little bit more fun and, and lighthearted. <laughs> Just a little. Banger. Now, <laughs> I did something a little different. I chose uh, from the G1 Climax 27 Toriyani versus Kenny Omega, and that's their second of three G1 matches. I actually cheated and uh, watched all three. I didn't cheat. I just treated myself is probably what I should say. And I watched all three. So uh, I this is the first one I saw, and it was the one that jumped out of my brain straight away. So this one starts with uh, <laughs> Yano trying to give uh, Kenny Omega a copy of his DVD. For you! <laughs> Yeah, he makes yeah. He, he makes Red Shoes <laughs> give it to him because he won't take it from Yano. Yeah. He's like, no, you give him. And Red Shoes is like enforcing as a rule that he has to take this DVD. So he takes it, he opens it, and there's nothing but powder inside yes. it. And then uh, Yano smacks it into his face. Uh, <laughs> almost gets a pin right there. Uh, Kenny is blinded and almost gives Red Shoes the one wing angel. <laughs> Then he gets hit in the life makers again. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I get the impression like Kenny kind of took him lightly in the first match uh, from the 2016, even though he won. But uh, he must have thought, oh, it's only Yano. And uh, he nearly lost big time in that match. So this time, is it still a fun, playful match? Yes. But uh, I get the vibe that Kenny takes him a lot more serious in the 2017 match than he did in the 2016 one, which is a nice bit of storytelling there. There's like back and forth hair pulling spots, which I always like. <laughs> Red Shoes has to break it up with like a double axe handle. Yes! On the ropes. 
<laughs> he hits the fucking Macho Man double axe handle. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Kenny gets himself into trouble and gets his legs taped, but then fucking Kenny beats the shit out of Yano and then tie, ties his legs up. And then they both run the ropes with their legs tied together. <laughs> <laughs> and Kenny does this awesome but awkward looking Snapdragon suplex on Yano while they both got their legs tied. Dude. And uh, there's uh, what you get a lot in. Uh, Toriano matches a count out finish and Kenny Omega is victorious uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this point I'd seen a few Yano matches and I wasn't sure if I fully got him yet I think this is the first Toriano match I saw where I'm like oh yeah alright I fucking love this guy he's awesome <laughs> this is where my love affair for Toriano starts uh, I don't know how far into this G1 that match happened. So we might have had a few matches by this point, but uh, this is the match that kind of clinched Toriano as being a fucking favourite of mine, and he has been ever since. Yeah, that, that was it. Tw- July 25th, 2017, Yano versus Kenny Omega in the G1 Climax 27. Loved it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've already talked about how I love it. I that's That series is one of my favourite series in new japan and i'm sad that it's over maybe one day they'll have a rematch in the future because uh, that was kind of a an annual thing that where they would only have one um you know singles match against each other a year and it would be in the g1 it was something we all look forward to and uh now now that can't happen anymore so yeah it's always awesome so that was pretty cool um it's so funny you're gonna shit your pants so you might want to wear a diaper when you watch that one but you also might want to wear a diaper if you watch the match that I recommended, which is the Intercontinental Championship match from uh, August 6, 2019, or is it July or is it June 9th? I think it's actually June 9th, uh, 2019. I think it's June, yeah. yeah uh, Dominion's usually halfway through the year, yeah. Well, also because I couldn't find it when I tried to look it up, and I was like, oh shit, I gave the wrong date last time. So anyway. Um, it's uh, Kota Ibushi versus uh, Tetsuya Naito. Ibushi is the champion. The championship means nothing in this match, really. I mean, it's like it's kind of like, yeah, Naito's going to get it. That's kind of what this match is about. And will one of these people die? So when I watched this match again, and you know, I've seen it several times, I was blown away by how amazing it is. It's incredible. And one of the things that's so great about it is that Naito is 100% heel. And heel Naito is the best thing ever. He's spitting on Crap everybody. The shit out of him, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's spitting on everybody. He he gets, uh, you know, like he almost gets counted out on like a, a rope break, but he's stuck. Oh, I can't get unlocked from this from this hold, so I'll just have to, oh, you know, like that yeah, shit. Shit out of that, too, yeah. And there's just, uh, there's like six or seven spots that are just complete insane neck trauma we get a reversed uh tornado ddt that's insane and it's all on abushi except for an, this kind of like crazy like tombstone island driver thing that that abushi hits on naito where you can see his yeah. head just crushed underneath it it's insane i don't know how they're not dead luke how did you feel watching this one and were you sick to your stomach do you like this what would you think about it these guys Bushi and Naito take things to about as close to the edge as possible, you know, before, you know, the edge of 
hey, we're still wrestlers putting on a wrestling show performance, but that edge of like, oh, fuck, these guys are fucking legit going to kill each other. Jesus Christ. Like, I'll see, you see some of these, there's this one move that Naito does to Ibushi on the uh, ring apron and the side of his of Ibushi's head connects and it looks fucking nasty as hell. There's a few spots like that where these two guys are just, wow, going for broke. They're just nuts. Like, Naito brings out something in Ibushi that, as I said, that uh, kind of uh, Tomohiro Ishii does too. Uh, they In a different style. Like, Ibushi won't wrestle the same style match against Naito than he does against Ishii. But uh, it's the same kind of thing. They egg each other on. And these two men... I mean, I, I was going for Ibushi because I'm not an Ibushi guy, but uh, definitely not upset about the the win. And I, I think I removed that Naito actually won this. But, yeah, this mismatch is fucking nuts. Uh, hold the back of your neck the entire time because you're just going to be like, ow, ow, ow. And you, you just know that after this match, both guys took it easy in tag matches for a little while because, like, you know, <laughs> you can't wrestle like this every night or every show. You just can't because, well, it's been very long. So this is this is pretty much a fifth gear match. Yeah, all the way. It's like half an hour of awesome. And I'm not even like I like Naito. I think he's amazing in the ring. Like I can't look at him and think he's not incredible. What he does, he is. Uh, I'm, but you're definitely the uh, the bigger Naito fan than I am. But it's still like it's fucking awesome in this. I can't deny it. You know? Like you know, <laughs> I can't. I can't take anything away from him. It's awesome. He's vicious, and, uh, man. I think he's gonna be incredible in the G one this year. He he's so vicious in this match, and that's the thing is that yeah. he still does his like tranquilo, take it easy. You know, I'm not taking this seriously, but he's clearly serious because of the amount of viciousness that he brings out in Ibushi and that he, you know, sends Ibushi's way. It's it's, it's a, you know, this match is, you know, like I said last week, it's as, as violent as you can get in a wrestling match without blood, you know, and uh, I, you know, yeah. or weapons or whatever, you know, I mean, it is, it is a wrestling death match, you know, basically without all the deathmatch tropes that you would see in a deathmatch so it's uh it's supremely violent and i love it so much and i'll probably watch it again before the end of the year so yeah in fact they had a series of matches that year didn't they they, they did two or three. and people were really and, uh, scared oh no they booked them again they're gonna kill each other <laughs> yeah instead of like people if this was another promotion you might be like oh really they're gonna wrestle again uh, mind you and on the other side of it everyone in new every new japan fan was going no don't wrestle each other again you're gonna <laughs> fucking kill each other don't do it it's <laughs> awesome so and now yeah, they're they, and who knows serious. they may they may wrestle each other again at the uh you know g1 climax finals this year who knows you know we, we don't know we'll see what happens but uh well, Luke, what is your recommendation for this week? And and what do you think? Do you think when we're in the midst of this uh, G1, we may have to take a break on match recommendations just to, like, survive this whole thing? I don't know. We'll see yeah. how that goes. We may. I, we I, may. I, I, I think so. Uh, <laughs> Andy, Andy and I haven't even looked at the schedule and gone, uh, how the fuck are we going to record all this? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, are we going to arrange this? Because not only is it a, what, uh, 20 shows in 30 days, but uh, I've got a life. Mr. Andy's got a life too. So we don't know how we're going to group these up. As, as Andy said, there are gaps. Like we've got September 19 and 20, then we're off to the 23rd. That doesn't mean we're going to do a show in between. It depends on our schedules. So we might... There might be shows that we do where we cover two shows. There might be some where we cover three or four. It's just I, like it is now. We don't you know. know. Hey? Just like it is now. You never know what we're you yeah. know what we're gonna cover. So Yep. We're we're gonna try and be pretty good at this, but look, give us a bit of leeway, guys. It's a there'll be a lot of New Japan to cover. And yeah, so We'll let you know on social media and all that kind of stuff when we're like, hey, we're, we're recording in the next day or two or all that kind of shit, which is what we usually do now. But just know we we're not, we don't have a set schedule because, like, we, we, we don't even know what we're doing in, a month, in, like, three weeks' time, let alone, you know, all that. So it's it's a lot to plan around. We'll, we'll make it work, Mr. Andy and I. This is probably our biggest test since we started the podcast, and we knew it would happen. It was either going to happen sooner or later you know it was either going to happen now with a g1 or later on with a tag league or something like that i'm glad it's the g1 uh well you guys will get the shows as 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 we do on but as i said all right come on (laughs) what's your match recommendation for this week shut up (laughs) you you shut up all right right, so my match recommendation is a g1 match it's from August 12th, 2001, and it's between Yuji Nagata and Keiji Mudo. Uh, Mudo's got a different name here, but let's just, please just let me just call him Keiji Mudo. It's, it's a lot easier. I'm usually good with the Japanese names, but I've usually heard the Japanese say it or the English commentator say it first before uh, I kind of repeat it. So I have not heard... This version of Mudo's name said aloud, so I'm not going to say it out loud to butcher it. But that's my pick, Yuji Nagata versus Keiji Mudo from the 2001 G1 Finals. Sweet. Okay, that'll be fun. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see what version of Muda it is, you know, because there's several versions of him, just like there's several versions of Liger. Well, Luke, my match recommendation is also from the G1, but it's a tag match. Um, that opens the 2016 G1. All right, so the 2016 G1 starts on uh, July 18th, and um, they had this opening tag match, and it's got it's an amazing lineup for many reasons. You got Tiger Mask tagging with Jushin Thunder Liger, Nakanishi, uh, and Shibata versus Taguchi, Hanma, Kushida, and Captain New Japan. All right, now this is the last, it, no, the second to last iteration of Captain New Japan, where he is the headhunter and he's hanging out with Yoshitatsu and wearing the like the like Triple H inspired Batman gears, <laughs> and and he gives a performance in this. And this is like one of the only times I've ever liked Captain New Japan. This match is fucking 
awesome. And it's awesome in so many ways. It's so it's one you can watch five times and get five different readings on too, because if you just watch one guy, you can see his reactions and stuff. It's amazing. Um, there's a really fun story in it that I don't want to spoil, but uh, but check that match out. Uh, opening of the G1, big crowd, huge place. It's it's fucking a hot match too. It's good stuff. Nice work, and also thanks Andy for uh, cutting me off there. I was rambling a bit. Early, so <laughs> thank you. That's what I'm here for. Charity buddy. actually appreciates it when you do that. By the way, <laughs> she probably wishes that you were. Uh, hanging around us sometimes when I'm like blah 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 and you're just like Luke shut up uh, okay. well see I, I, I'm also counting tally marks here I have a little notebook and every time you cut me off I have a tally mark and I have to get you back so that's how that works so it's it's oh, really? it's all revenge you know no I'm just kidding but uh, <laughs> but either way it doesn't matter it's is a fun show that we don't you know we're not out here trying to be perfect and we're never going to be perfect anyway so we're going to have fun and we're going to talk about the wrestling and um, man, we sure did do it today, Luke. And I trust that G1's going to be good. Because in Kato, we trust. There was fuck.